Hello, and welcome back to Unwanted Things. For the uninitiated, my name is Cameron Baker, and I am your host. Today is a very special day, as it marks the one-year anniversary of Unwanted Things. Thank you all for listening. It means so much. It is apparently the end of the world, though, so I won't hold my breath for a second anniversary. Now, on with the show. This episode is called I Used to Have a New Job by Cameron Baker. Do enjoy. So, I got a new job. Say hello to the newest server at Big Bob's Diner. (laughs) Okay, so it's not the most glamorous job in the world, but a girl's got bills to pay. Well, I won't be getting paid for two weeks, actually, other than tips. And I still have to pay for my uniform, but a job is a job. And I have one. Everything about the place seems straight out of the 50s. From the stainless steel and neon trim on the outside to the terrazzo floors on the inside. And that's because it was. Robert Myers, also known as Little Bob, inherited the place from his father, a.k.a. Big Bob, a few years ago. But he hasn't changed a thing about it, which is kind of sweet. All of those old metal signs for 20-cent milkshakes and photos of long, irrelevant actresses remained on the walls. The only real difference is that it's Little Bob behind the grill these days. And I guess the fact that Little Bob now stands at six foot five and has to weigh north of 280 pounds. He has a shaved head you can almost see your reflection in under the fluorescent lights, and a face that says, hitting people on a football field is the only reason I kept a C average in school. But when the man with lunchbox-sized hands took one of mine and his for a congratulatory handshake, I could see a faint smile above his graying goatee, and kindness in his eyes. Everything felt perfect in that moment, especially when he told me I got free food every shift. I may be a lady, but I am not afraid of a free patty melt. The only real downside was the uniform. The fabric was itchy and fit awkwardly. I looked like a pink Bel Air convertible in that boxy get-up. But... It beat not having a job, so it could have been worse. Or so I thought. The break room was in the back, and on my first shift, little Bob walked me back and showed me the small break room where employees could eat their lunch. It had an archaic television, like old 90s maybe, 
like the kind with all the knobs and the fake wood on the sides. I'm not even sure it worked in the far corner with a stack of cheap white napkins from a buy-in-bulk kind of store, an equally archaic but well-cared-for coffee maker, and a microwave with minimal stains underneath it on a small table. The microwave went mostly unused, probably because people would just eat the food from the restaurant, but I suppose a break room was incomplete without it. I enjoyed my lunch, sitting in the booth in the corner. It was, you guessed it, pretty old, but again, like everything else, clean and in good condition. The only thing I didn't like about it was the leather of the seat stuck to my legs, which was pretty uncomfortable, but other than that, not bad. The table, though, had certainly seen better days. It was one of those old round tables with a singular wide metal stand beneath it, and the edge had been chipped away from years and years of wear and tear, and the coffee stains were not going anywhere anytime soon. Before I sat down for my lunch, I learned, to my surprise, that the TV actually worked. It only could pick up the Farmer 5, and really only three of them worked. But I had my lunch and watched a rerun of a show I had forgotten all about. All in all, a pretty solid first day. On my second shift, Little Bob was working away in the kitchen when I told him the shift leader had asked me to take my break. And what do you know? He had my order ready. A patty melt and fries. I thanked him, grabbed a glass of water, and headed down to the break room. That is... when things got weird. When I opened the old metal door to the break room, I noticed a small crack in the wall, close to the coffee maker. I walked over to the small table to grab a few napkins, but in a monumental moment of clumsiness, I tripped over my own foot, spilling the sandwich and fries onto the floor next to the crack in the wall. When I turned my back to grab the broom, I thought I heard a noise come from that exact spot. The crack in the wall. Call me crazy, but it sounded... pleased. Like a soft moan and smacking lips. Very quickly. I swear... I heard groaning in the walls. And not just the pleasure sounds of an unseen mouth, but as if the very walls and pipes within them were under pressure, like something was pushing against them from every square inch of the room. It all happened very quickly, like I said, within the span of a couple seconds. But it stopped me in my tracks. I don't know why I didn't run out of the room, or what I expected to see, but my curiosity got the better of me, and instead of sprinting for the door, I slowly turned to look at the crack in the wall. The hairs on the back of my neck stood on end, my breath was shallow and fast, but not nearly as fast as my heart was beating. You might think that turning to find nothing would have been a relief. That seeing the crack in the wall empty as it was before would erase the knowledge that something was in there. 
that something ate every scrap of the food I had spilled on the floor. That something was watching me. It was at this point I bolted from the room and shut the door behind me. Call me crazy, but I could have sworn. I heard a sad sound come from within the room I had just left. Like a, a sigh, but, but deeper. Metallic, almost. And I started to feel embarrassed. It was probably some small animal in the walls, or animals, living within the pipes. And I just gave it a nice free lunch. Nothing to be scared of. As for the sounds in the walls, it's an old building. They probably moan and groan every time someone so much as flushes the toilet. Either way, I walked away from the break room door, finished my shift, and looked forward to having a few days off. When I finally came back, I had completely talked myself out of my fears of the beast in the break room. I guess I thought I'd help some small animal, and that that was a good thing. Despite the fact that feeding a rodent in a restaurant was a blatant health violation, I knew I wouldn't have the courage to tell my new boss I was feeding rodents in the break room, and kept that to myself for a few days. So, I decided to just keep it a secret. My next shift, when I took my break, the old door creaked as I opened it. But I didn't look in the direction of the coffee maker. I just walked to the table and sat down after closing the door behind me. The TV wasn't on, so I just grabbed my phone from my apron and was about to start my show when I heard a quiet knock. Not from the door, mind you, but a knock from the direction of the crack in the wall by the coffee maker, which looked to be slightly larger today. I stared into the seemingly empty abyss that was the crack in the wall. Nothing moved, nothing stirred, no sounds. So, I looked back to my phone only to be interrupted by two small knocks, again from the direction of the crack in the wall. I sat in my seat, phone in hand, unsure if I was more scared or intrigued. I grabbed a handful of fries, and I could almost feel myself walking through the tension in the room as I walked towards the crack by the coffee maker. I stared at the crack in the wall as I knelt over to place the fries on the ground, and the black nothingness seemed to stare back. But nothing happened. I reached out and pushed the fries closer, half expecting something to strike from the hole and take my hand with it back to the nothing where it came from but it never did. Still, I couldn't shake the feeling that whatever was in there was watching me. 
then it happened. small, pale, emaciated hand slowly reached out from the crank, grabbed the fries, and quickly pulled them back into the darkness. Stunned, I stared at the wall, mouth agape. The hand was like a human hand, but much too small, much too frail and weak. How could my thoughts were interrupted as the room, the very walls around me began to moan and groan, like they had the first day, but much louder. Among the sounds of the walls and pipes grumbling their objections to some unseen pressure were the sounds of several quiet voices saying one word. More. I scrambled backwards, trying to stand, but my hands and feet were slipping on the freshly waxed floor. The voices were louder now. More. Finally able to stand, I was mortified as the crack in the wall became cracks in the wall and in the ceiling. And dozens, dozens of small, pale, emaciated hands protruded from them. I could now see the hands were not attached to some small person somehow within the walls, but the hands were part of a, a blob, a, a massive mountain of moving flesh writhing within the pipes of the restaurant. The hands reached out, grasping for anything, some fighting with each other, all while several unseen mouths continued to shout, More! By now, the commotion had been heard by other people in the diner, and little Bob opened the door to the break room to see what was happening. Before a single word could leave his lips, we locked eyes, exchanging looks of pure horror, as the accumulation of seemingly human limbs bulged and shutted from every pipe, the walls crumbling from the pressure. I grabbed the plate of food from the table and I chucked it towards the original crack in the wall that now stood several feet high and revealed several poorly formed mouths with gnashing teeth. When the plate hit the ground, the hands jutting from other points in the wall rushed back and came back out, closer to the food, and began shoveling the fries and burger, even the tray, into the closest mouth it could reach. I ran. I bumped into Little Bob's massive frame as I ran through the door, but he hardly noticed me and slammed the door behind us. We rushed everyone out of the restaurant and called the police. I didn't stay for questioning, as I know that no one would believe me when I say what I saw. But I know what I saw. And I'm sure they will see the busted walls and pipes and find some way to blame it on the building that it was old. Maybe a gas leak caused me to hallucinate. But something was in those walls, in those pipes. I don't know where it came from or where it went. All I know is I used to have a new job and I never want to see a patty melt again.
Thank you again for listening. This last year has been amazing. And we look forward to writing you as many more stories for you as the apocalypse allows. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook for updates. And please, leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you for listening to Unwanted Things. We'll be seeing you again soon.